Welcome to Jazz Avec Moi, the podcast where we will talk about everything from life, career, and entrepreneurship from a TCK perspective. My name is Michaela Mutoni, and I will be your host. Hi, everyone. So today we will be speaking with Fiona from Anaya Arts. We're first going to start by talking about the multiple different countries that she grew up in. And then we'll spend most of our time talking about Anaya Arts, her budding business where she draws Afrocentric minimalist art. I cannot wait for you guys to hear more. All right. So thank you so much, Fiona, for joining me today. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me, girl. And I'm so happy you finally started this podcast, by the way. I know. Thank you. Oh my God. I remember we spoke about it last year at the last, yeah. how you call it? The last chalet last year. And I was telling you, I was working on it mm-hmm. and it was, yeah, it was a work in progress, but you know, the perfectionist in me just decided to just go for it and we will make adjustments as we go, you know? Girl, preach. That's my life right now. I am winging it and it's somehow working. And like you said, you fix and learn along the way. Yeah. Okay. So before we go into it, because I can feel we're already going, tell me more about <laughs> tell me more about yourself. Like who is Fiona? Uh, where are you from? Where were you raised? What makes you you? Well, um, so I'm 100% Kenyan. Both my parents are from Kenya and I was born in Kenya, but we left when I was five years old and we moved to mm. Ivory Coast, to Abidjan. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's where I grew up. So to me, that's where home is in a sense, because we were there for about 10 years from the age of five. So that's the culture I embraced. Um, That's I spoke the language French. I'm a Kenyan who speaks French, which is always really, um, and even just the whole West African vibe I embraced because the only other time we would go to Kenya was for vacation here and there. So I've always just felt this disconnect from East African home. And I'm trying to kind of get back to that now that I'm older and yeah. now that I haven't been to Ivory Coast since like, it's about, it's going to be about 15 years now. I haven't been back. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So um, would you say that you prefer like Pedicale? Like, so let's say if you have like your Kenyan music or like Pedicale, <laughs> which one will you go towards? I will go towards Pedicale, honestly, even again, it's the whole West African vibes, the Nigerian music, the Nigerian Afrobeats, the West African food with the spices. That's what I'm drawn to more. Mm, interesting. Oh my God. Yes. I remember how you were look, eating the spicy food and I was just staring at you like, I can't handle it. <laughs> Yes, even like the traditional wear, the fashion, it's again, it's just West African. So I used to feel West African at heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then um, say now you're trying to reconnect to the Kenyan side. How are you doing that? Um, Going there more often, spending more time there. Uh, I mm. should start learning how to speak Swahili, to be honest. That's my little shame right there. I, I'm a Kenya doesn't speak Swahili because I just never in the household enough because it was always French being in a francophone country. Yeah, I, I just assumed you spoke Swahili. That's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> like you can speak to me and I'll understand. I'll grasp a little bit here and there. But if you want me yeah. to reply, yeah, no. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's because I've heard people speak Swahili about, around you. So I just assumed you spoke it too. But I guess, yeah, you understand what they're saying. 
Yeah. Now that I think about it, I've never heard you speak Swahili. <laughs> now that but yeah, but I also was kind of like, oh, you speak French? I was so surprised when I when I heard you speak French. And then that's when you told me you were from Ivory Coast. Yeah, it's just and, it's uh, very confusing because even after Ivory Coast moved around a bit as well. So just a kid of the diaspora, I guess. But also within Africa, I also moved around too. So oh, wow. just, where, where else did you live? Um, Tunisia. Mm. and um, and then my parents moved to Uganda at one point. So I didn't technically live in Uganda, but I used to go there to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the UK and then now Canada. Oh, wow. So you did move around quite a bit, huh? Yeah. Did you move to Canada for college? Yes. I moved to Montreal for university and 10 plus years later, I'm still here. <laughs> I know, girl. I don't know. I don't know how we're still here. I guess we're doing it. Yeah, now that winter is here, you always ask yourself, why am I here again? I came and did what I came to do. So, yeah. I, I mean, this morning, I, I was just, just couldn't do it. I just, I was just going out and I was like, why am I here? Why, what am I doing with my life? And then I was like, I couldn't go to work. I couldn't take the bus. I couldn't. So I, I Ubered. Oh no. And then I was like, why? <laughs> I did. And then I was like, why am I Ubering? And then I, and then I was like, okay, Michaela, you have to be grateful. So then I was like, I can't start the day off on a bad note. So I started doing like my list of like five gratitudes, you know? So I was like, I'm thankful I can at least afford an Uber to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. There you go. Oh my gosh. My mom, she's such a positive person, but I guess for her, like she loves winter because she's part of, um, she's from where it's colder in Kenya and near the mountains. So she's used to the cold, mm. but I'm that type mm. of person. Je suis vraiment frileuse. So I get mm. cold no matter what part of the world, no matter what season we're in, I'm somehow cold. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm right there with you. So when the winter hits, you know, it's miserable. And I would always vent and complain to her and she would just stop me right there. And again, she'll point out the positives in my life. She'll point out the beauty of winter and like how, yes, things are dying, but then they're still able to survive and sustain themselves until spring comes along. Like she sees the beauty in all those things. So the first time it snowed, when was that like two, three days ago, like our first real snowfall? Mm. Your first instinct mm. is to be like, oh, no, man, winter is here. Oh, my God, no, no, no. But then um, I had to stop and think about my mom. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, the fresh snow, it's it's fresh. It's glistening in the sun. Um, just, ha- just have to force those little <laughs> positives and look at the tree yeah. and their little buds and how they've gone to sleep and hibernating. You're like, okay, this is nature. This is a miracle. This is God. So just little reminds like that. That's that's a beautiful way to look at it. Huh? Mm-hmm. It's true. We're very privileged in a lot of ways. You just have to uh, remind yourself of that and just be like, yep, we're here for a reason and we can do it. Come you know, on. we can do it. Yeah. Um. So then, so then you come to Canada and then you, how do you find the adjustment? Like, did you love it? Did you find friends immediately? Like, yeah, how, how was that experience for you? Uh, it wasn't bad because before Canada, I was in boarding school. So I'd already done the whole living away from mm. home thing. And um, also a lot of my friends from Abidjan also ended up in Canada. There were some in Montreal. There were some in Toronto, some all the way out west. So it was kind of nice to know that I got my people somewhere around here. But then um, mm. first year university, like, you know, you're with a bunch of other 
students who are also scared and nervous and new. So you all kind of just bond through that. So I didn't find it too hard, but it was just, again, the winter <laughs> that mm -hmm. was challenging for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And then if we talk about your um, drawings, have you always drawn? Um, yes, I actually, I've always loved to draw. I was that kid mm -hmm. in the class who would just always be doodling. So my notebooks, the corners, every little empty space was just filled with doodles. And I'd pay attention in class. I'd take notes and whatnot, but mm -hmm. I couldn't just sit still and stare at the teacher. You know, my hands were always fiddling. So I guess doodling was my way of focusing as my mind wandered. Mm -hmm. That made sense. Um, so yeah, mm -hmm. I was just a doodler. And then I loved art class. I'll never forget one of my art teachers, Mr. Brown, also had such an impact on me because he was so nice. He was so encouraging. Um, and, you know, I take my art home and I, ca I, ca I came to find out that my mom would actually keep a lot of my drawings from when I was younger. Oh, I love it. She keeps things from like our youth and stuff, but I didn't think so. When Anaya was in full swing, she kind of started sending me pictures of like, hey, remember this? It's from grade five. Hey, remember this? It's from wow. And I was just like, wait, I don't even remember drawing that. And then I, I, <laughs> I'd start looking, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I was seven and I did that. So it was, it was really nice for her to just kind of put that in my mind. Like, hey, remember where you came from? And, uh, yeah. Being a mom, she's like, well, I'm your mother. So I always knew. So she's like, yeah, I always knew you had that artist in you. And she, she said that she was basically just waiting for me to know my, for myself. Wow. Yeah, it was deep. That's deep. It was huh? so deep. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really like made me sentimental because African parents, I find that they want the best for us, but to them, the best is, they do, is to stay on that right path you know doctors engineers and for you to go tell an mm. african parent their generation you know they don't know about being a dancer being a musician being an artist they just look at that as oh it's just a hobby oh it's just a phase blah 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 my mom fully encouraged it and she's even the reason why naya started because she just really pushed me but not pushed too hard she just kind of like planted seeds mm. and then when i finally opened my eyes she's like yes Here's my daughter. <laughs> That's awesome. So tell me how that happened. How um how did you go from I'm um, drawing a link to your mom encouraging you to starting an Aya to you actually trying? Um, what was the breaking point? <laughs> well, it was with my mom and a couple mm -hmm. of close friends too, actually, because I hadn't drawn mm -hmm. for like maybe a good ten years. Because again, like society pressures you to do to stay on this path. So I did what I had to do. I graduated mm. from high school. I came to university, graduated from university. I went, I got a job. I was just doing what you were quote unquote supposed to do. But then, you know, those jobs, those so-called jobs that I ended up in, I'd still find myself, you know, my mind would wander, especially when I'm bored. And I, again, I would doodle here and there, but I didn't, it still hadn't clicked. And then next thing I know, I... I think I had found some sketchbooks. I was looking through some stuff. So I'm like, you know what? Let me get a sketchbook and draw here and there while I'm watching a show at night and whatnot. Next thing you know, I had like a whole collection of stuff. And uh, the way I do my hair, like the little doodles that I've turned into hair, again, they were just doodles. And I put a face to it. And I realized that this could symbolize natural hair because I had just natural as well so that was part of another journey so I was like okay natural hair you know empowerment and 
all the hairstyles that we we do and all the you know the, the wraps and the jewelry and the little afrocentric vibes so it just all came together with doodles and my culture mm. and inspiration from other black women from what i'd see and so it was it just came full circle to be honest that's amazing so then you started drawing and then when did you dis- decide to start selling okay. your I drawings so yes so then <laughs> um <laughs> when i had collection of stuff so basically the girls that you see me that you see on Anaya like showstopper rap life afro puffs mm-hmm. these were literally just in my sketchbook collecting dust cuz i'd draw it oh, and wow. you know i get my fix for the night and just put it away and um so like i said my mom and a couple of friends here and there would see this stuff and they just be like oh my and they just really react to it like oh my god this is amazing and they just ask me stuff like oh why why hadn't i seen this this whole time or why are you hiding this you should do this you should do that so they'd always throw stuff at me and i'd just be like nah cuz i i didn't have mm. that confidence in my stuff and i didn't see my art the way other people saw it to me it was just a pastime a doodle you know whatever mm-hmm. and they were like okay you know what why don't you create a separate instagram account from your personal account and it can you know incognito you can hide behind it if you must you don't have to show your face people don't have to know it's fiona and that's where the name came in because i was like okay i need a name then if i'm not going to do like fiona's art it has to be mm-hmm. something else so then um again going back to like the whole west africa and my love for west africa <laughs> i was like i need an west yeah. african name and i literally googled you know west african names <laughs> i literally was googling <laughs> and um i've always been drawn to nigeria as well man like nigerians man and just the food the hype the vibe it's just so I was like okay let me get a nigerian name so um anaya is actually igbo and yeah oh no way <laughs> and it i was about to ask you where it, it came from mm-hmm. it means look up to god so it worked perfectly oh, i, I love loved it. the message behind it it it's west african and then the fact that it was a for anaya and then aesthetically because i'm an artist so visually a n a y a you know i played with that as well then the fact that it's anaya yeah. arts i felt like it just rolled off the tongue and yeah i was like okay i've got my name and put created the instagram account and then that's when i finally got validation and as much as we don't need validation from others you should you should kind of just live your life for you you shouldn't wait for someone else to give you the thumbs up i know that that's not what you're supposed to do but that's what happened with me i kind of started seeing strangers on the internet respond to my art um cuz as much as your mom will tell you mm-hmm. you can draw amazing it's your mom right <laughs> so of when course, i had strangers yeah. online validate that and when people actually started to ask oh where can i buy this i was like wait what really <laughs> you want to yeah. give me your coins okay cool So that's kind of how it materialized the Instagram page. I started getting into posting more stuff and um yeah. So my anniversary is June uh June 6, 2018 and I chose that date because through I started going to networking events as well, totally out of my comfort zone. I hate networking mm-hmm. events, but I realized I hated them because I never knew what to talk about when it came to me. right like yeah i did this for work mm. yeah i went to this university but it wasn't stuff i actually loved and wanted to do i just kind of did it because again society but then once 
I had my art and Anaya, mm-hmm. I had a story. I had something about myself I actually wanted to share. So I started going to networking events, met this girl, we connected. And then she messaged me and she was like, hey, remember me? Um, I remember you showing, you showing me your art. I love it. And she's like, look, I'm having this event. Um, it's kind of like a woman gathering you know, for empowerment, for conversations. It's happening at this restaurant. Do you want to come display your art? Just come out. And I, um, nothing mm. fancy, nothing crazy. And at first I said no. <laughs> I, no, I, you I, didn't. I, remember. No <laughs> I was like, I called it art shy. I was so art shy. And Instagram was online. Yeah. Like I was hiding behind and now you want me to yeah, go and I, again, you want me to, I didn't have any of this stuff printed out. It was just my sketchbook. Like I wasn't prepared. So I said no. And my mom was actually visiting yeah. me at the time. And when she heard, when I came home and told her and she heard, I said, no, of course. She's like, what do you mean? You know, like lectured me a bit. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. So I contacted her again and I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's do this. And when I tell you, I just literally went, found like the first print shop I could find printed stuff out, went and taped it on the wall, literally just taped it. I didn't have anything framed. I had one frame that I had at home, took it from my wall at home, took that one frame yeah. one, and then everything else was taped on the wall. And I stayed for the event. The event was amazing, by the way. And that's what how I got into attending these like mm. empowerment and conversational kind of events. So... When I mm. first arrived, I arrived early to set up and I met the speaker, but I didn't know it was the speaker until she got on stage and started speaking. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so as she's talking, she actually like um, pinpoints me. She's like, oh, by the way, if anyone has noticed this beautiful art, it's by her. And she like points at me. Like, oh my God. <laughs> everyone turns around and looks at me and they were just like, oh my God. Cause they actually thought it was part of like the, the restaurant decor or whatnot. They didn't really think it was being showcased because it was so low key. Right. We didn't make an announcement. Nothing they all looked at me like, oh my gosh, really? Wow. Yeah. And when the event ended, a lot of them actually came towards me to, to just like, to, to talk about the art, to tell me how great it was. Um, some of them were asking prices. I'm just like prices. Like, what do you, so when I tell you that someone would point at something and be like, oh, yeah, sure. Fifteen dollars. Yeah. Twenty dollars. I was just like getting numbers out of my head and completely understand myself. I know that now <laughs> at the time I didn't. Yeah. Um, and the one that I had framed, that was yeah. my personal piece for home. Someone literally went up and took it off the wall and asked again, how much is this? I want this one. And I was just like, wow. So sold the framed one, my personal one. And yeah, again, that validation, I got my online validation and I got my physical validation. So I've used it as my anniversary because I feel like that's the yeah. day I actually, Anaya actually like came out of me. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, so first, did you end up reprinting another personal one for you? Uh, and putting it up recently, again? to be very honest. <laughs> I'm actually looking at it right now in my okay. room. <laughs> yeah. But way, way later. Yeah, that's I was awesome. like, oh my, I never replaced my... My yeah. art. And then I also realized I didn't even have my art in my home, really, like up on the wall. Yeah. 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 But it's interesting you say that because now you have become the brand, right? So, like, every time I see you, you're wearing something, mm-hmm. Anaya, like you're either wearing a shirt or you're wearing a sweater. Like, you're doing a really good job of pushing yourself and promoting yourself. So, 
um, how did you find, so like once you had that click, right? Of like, okay, so there is a market for this. People are really interested. People are really connecting with it. They want to buy it. Now yes. let me do something about it. Um, let, let me try and action it. Like what mechanism did you take to help you move um, forward? It was, it was a lot. It wasn't easy. You just really have to sit and it was a lot of trial and error, a lot of research. Again, I just, it started with finding a, a print. Well, first of all, actually, sorry, because my drawings are hand drawn. I don't, I don't do digital drawings. Mm -hmm. I, I'm old school. So I just literally draw with ink, pencil, and sometimes the use of mm -hmm. acrylic paint. So because it was hand drawn and I did not want to part with my originals, I make digital copies of the originals. So they're exact digital replicas of the originals. And that's what I'm able to sell and like blow mm. up and put on t-shirts and mugs and whatnot because of the file types. So that was the first part. It was the, it was the mm. part of actually finding mm. someone who would be able to do that for me because uh, I never finished learning Photoshop, which is a big regret. But again, I was never the technology kind of person. I was so mm. old school. So once that was, that, it was about finding someone who could print it the way I mm. wanted. Once I got the way, the way I wanted it was about learning how mm -hmm. to market myself through social media and social media is another job by itself uh, the hashtags the psychology yep. behind it the photography behind it the content creation the the setup of like you just you have to mm. keep people entertained so there was that whole thing as well so like as you as I said everything was just kind of falling into place and I started selling it as art, as wall art. Mm. But then people were like, look, I love your design, but I'm mm -hmm. not necessarily the type of person to hang wall art on my wall. And I don't want to just hang it up and forget about it. So then they were like, do you do t-shirts? And so that's how t-shirts started because I was not planning on doing t-shirts. Mm. I mean, I hadn't thought that far. So when people started requesting t-shirts or being like, this would look great on mm. a t-shirt. No, no, no. I was like, hmm, okay. Customers always, right? Started doing t-shirts. and then. Um, Mm -hmm. I did, I did a drawing for a friend for her baby shower and they use it as a card. And I'm like, oh, I could do cards. So I started doing greeting cards. And then now that it's winter, mm -hmm. people started asking for hoodies and sweaters. So it's just kind of like materializing itself, building itself, which is a huge blessing because people are responding and people are willing mm -hmm. to see the next level, the next step. So. I've been blessed in the sense that yeah. Anaya has kind of built its own path, but it's also because I had to change my mindset. I have a really good friend who's, she's very positive. She's the type of person who believes in manifestation and, you know, the universe giving you and leading you to the right path as long as it's your path. And she's like, you know, if art is for you, art is your path. I remember you drawing all the time. I remember you doing this, A, B, C, D, no, no. Mm. She's like, if that's what's meant for you, then the universe would literally open up the doors and lead you in that way. And that's literally what's been happening from the way it started, from that first event, from the different mm. products launching. I don't have a, I don't really have a strategic mm. plan to share with people. It's just kind of like, do what you love and the rest will take care of itself. Yeah. I love, I love when you have friends that like speak mm. life into you and speak positivity into you because 
Like even myself, like I'm, I, I'm always Girl. stuck in my head. Like I will overthink things and yes. turn it around a hundred times, you know. But then you always have those friends who are like, but you know what's funny? You'll be fine um, because I was always that kid who yeah. I felt like I was kind of behind in the race because I didn't really know what my passion was. I didn't really know what I wanted to study university. Like I just didn't know what my mm. thing was, right? And I was kind of forcing it again because society expects you to mm. go a certain path. But I was never, I never felt, I never felt it was enough. I never felt complete. So it's funny that you mentioned friends because one thing I tell people is if you don't mm. know what your thing is, if you don't know what your passion is, ask those around you. Ask your parents, ask your siblings, ask your friends because they notice the things that you don't notice. So for example, I was doodling and drawing on every little thing, but to me, it wasn't a big deal. People would be like, actually draw or maybe you like to cook maybe mm. you love to cook and you're always cooking for your friends hey maybe you might be a chef or so it's your friends and the people close to you who will notice the little quirks and things about you and once they tell you and you're like oh my gosh you're right like you need an outside opinion sometimes yeah it's true yeah it's true especially because we try we are you're right we tend to downplay exactly. Exactly. our strength or we don't perceive them as strengths right it's other people exactly. that view them as our strength um so what what, what do you what excites you uh, most about this journey my growth honestly yeah my growth because yes i'm still mm. that introverted person i still like my little corner and i don't always want to be around people i don't always want to talk but anaya is like my alter ego so when i do events or I go to networking events, I can just go as Anaya and I'm over there talking, handing out business cards, doing what I got to do. And my mom says that when she first saw me in action, she didn't even recognize me. Um, cause I, I had actually a year ago, last year <laughs> in November, I had, uh, like my first exhibition where yeah. I just invited people over and I had my art, I had food and I did a little talk in front of everyone, the Kenyan um, deputy was even there. Kenyan ambassador, uh, embassy deputy was there. So my mom actually yeah, was remember. there for mm. that. And she was like, yeah, I don't recognize you. Like, this is amazing. You've completely come out of your shell. Well, not completely, but you're like halfway out of your shell. Not completely. Cause I still have like my little <laughs> things here and there, but I definitely have to give credit to Anaya because my confidence, my growth, um, my eyes have just opened as well in terms of like um, the opportunities in life and how, you know, the drive, the the fight, you know, the support and the, the people who are there for you and those who are not. So like in all types of aspects of so growth in all types of aspects, even just moving to Ottawa, for example, mm. leaving a city like Montreal for Ottawa. Right. So definitely has been exciting to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and I can, Second, the growth now that you mentioned it, because having seen like you through yeah. the progression, at least the social media <laughs> progression, um, I, re I remember when you were first posting like the pictures of your art, like you're saying, right. And then when we were talking about the t-shirts and you're about to print the t-shirts and then suddenly <laughs> it's like, you're doing this like explosion of content, right. You're doing yeah. like the, 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 almost like the ads of people wearing your clothes, the photo shoots, <laughs> you're going all out. And I was just so excited when I saw it because uh, I was like, yes, <laughs> Fiona, go for it. 
you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's this commitment yes. behind it. I think that's what the term I was looking for. There is this commitment behind it that was not there yeah. when you started last year, which makes sense. You're just starting out, right? But like now I can see it. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah. Let's commitment you definitely know, wasn't easy, but um, mainly because it's my baby and I kind of felt like I could do everything and I wanted to do everything myself. So I didn't really delegate. I didn't really ask for help or anything like that. Mm. But the more it grows, the more I'm like, okay, I'm going to burn out or I'm just going to end up hating doing this. And that's, what's the point, right? What's the point of doing what you actually love to do? Because you're trying to do everything mm. from being the artist to being the customer service, um, shipping, packaging, marketing, content creation, like so many hats to wear. So I had to kind of let go a little bit and get help and ask for mm -hmm. help, learning how to ask for help for sure. And just shameless promotion. I'm trying to like shamelessly promote like, yeah, I'm going to, you're going to see when you open your Instagram, you're going to see like five photos from me. I don't care. Hate it or love it. Keep swiping if you don't like it. Unfollow if you don't like it. Like right now that's my attitude. Like, it is what it is, you know. Um, exactly. Maybe you're doing me a favor by unfollowing me because maybe you're taking up yeah. space that someone else could come and fill who will actually appreciate. So now I'm just doing what I got to do. Those who respond, respond. Yeah. Those who don't, don't. There's a ton of people in the world. So that's also just been my, my motivation as well. Yeah. You said so many things right now. Um, no, it's good. It's good. That's why we're having this conversation. Uh, I definitely relate to the, the self-promotion. Like I struggle a lot with that. I've actually been having conversation on whether like I should create a different Instagram page for the podcast should, or not. Yes. And like deep down, I know I should <laughs> do it. I'll probably do it this weekend if I have the courage. Um, but, um, I just, I know it will, if I do it, then I have to commit to posting the content and to being on it and, and to really be behind mm -hmm. it, you know? And I guess that's what I was a bit scared of at, at the moment. Um, but then another, when you were talking, something else I, I, I thought about was you can post up 50 times a day if you want, as long as the person is right. following your page, they mm -hmm. chose to follow that page. You know what I mean? If they don't like it, they can unfollow. So, which then in my mind was like, okay, yeah. So maybe that's why I should separate my podcast stuff from my personal stuff, which makes sense. Oh, no, get so that was like advice for me. I needed at that. At the same time, like <laughs> as much as the podcast is, is your baby, it's your thing. Don't, don't mix the business with the pleasure because I'm sure you still want to keep posting your pictures or your stories on your personal yeah. page and then someone who was following you for the podcast is like, okay, I don't want to see her. I don't know, going out to dinner with her friends. I'm here to check out episodes to learn about her, her guest speakers. So yeah, I think you should definitely keep the two separate. And then that way you're also on your podcast you're all, uh, page. You're also targeting your audience more. So it's not just anyone and anyone following you. Right. You actually have a yeah. targeted audience because that's really important. So you're actually creating the right of content for that's what true. people want to see or else people will get bored and unfollow or they'll just be like, oh, this is not what I signed up for. So I think it's good to always separate the two. Like right now, I'm barely ever on my personal Instagram anymore. 
I'll check in there once in a while, but now it's just been like an hour 24 yeah, seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Oh, you're so right. Okay. So what did you find the most challenging in this process? The most challenging was embracing my, the art in me, basically. So I guess it took me over a decade to fully, fully embrace that part of me that I was kind of neglecting. But in terms of more recently, now that I'm in it fully, um, the most challenging thing I would say is, uh, well, just getting yourself out there as it is with every other type of business. Because what I was saying before is art back in the day wasn't taken as seriously or it was just accessible through museums or it was illegal through street artists doing graffiti or it was just the typical African art you'd see in the market. So there wasn't really that much. But now I believe that social media has really helped artistic people, whether it's music or dancing or whatnot. I feel like it's just really helped creative people um, showcase the different types, like all the, the type of craziness that we can come up with, basically. <laughs> Social media has definitely helped with that. And um, as much as it opened up an amazing door, it's kind of the door that we're all squeezing in through. Mm-hmm. So it can be very saturated. It can be very hard to stand out. You're kind of like waving in this huge crowd and hoping someone sees your little hand. <laughs> so yeah. But then um, what I find, again, I was blessed in the fact that my style is very recognizable. It's very unique. Um, I get a lot of people telling me that they've never seen anything like it. The whole minimalistic vibe and the doodles and just the the messages that they each also represent. I've gotten a lot of feedback in that sense. And I'm like okay, so I am doing something right. Um, so I've been able to stand out in that aspect, but believe it or not, that's still not enough. Like it's like you said earlier, the commitment, um, the investment, whether it's time or money, you're constantly thinking of the next thing to do. Like I just launched my winter stuff and I have to think, okay, what's next? And so what I find really challenging is finding is separating the artist from the businesswoman. And I feel like the businesswoman part has taken over in that I don't even find myself drawing anymore, which was really, it's it's kind of sad because I'm just like, okay, so what's the point of all this if I'm not even drawing? Yeah. And before when I was drawing in my little corner by myself, for myself, it was way easier because there was no pressure. There were no expectations. And now as much as I can sit down and be like, okay, today I'm going to leave the day for just drawings. You can't just sit down and the magic will happen. Um, sometimes like I just have a creative block or sometimes I don't even know where to start or I just don't have it in me that time. So I just kind of like, okay, then I'll jump right back into the business part and then get sucked into that. So that's definitely what's challenging right now is separating the two and someone actually told me what I was talking to an entrepreneur she's into fashion and um, I was asking her about that for advice and she straight up asked me she's like are you trying to be an artist or are you trying to be a businesswoman I was like ooh, (laughs) I'm like can't I do both she's like no you literally have to pick one I'm like okay I want to be an artist and she's like okay then find an accountant to deal with your money okay find a find someone in marketing to deal with like you know she's like delegate and I'm like 
okay, I need to start letting go. Like I need to start to learn how to let go. And that way you delegate and that way you have time to focus on what you need to focus on, which for me, it's drawing. Yeah, for sure. Because that's where it started. from. Right? Like, mm-hmm. There would be no business if there was no drawing. Exactly. Yeah. And I can sit on the drawings I have now. I can sit on those, but then people will get tired. I'll, I'll always have to constantly be looking for that new market because my old clients will probably be like, okay, um, I've bought all your drawings. Like, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um, so where do you get your inspiration from? Ooh, so, well, the African culture, um, so culture, natural hair, um, natural beauty, and just Afrocentricness of everything. So I, I guess my my inspiration is Black culture, Black excellence, mm-hmm. right? Because it's also about the messages. And um, yes, I'm African, but I also like aesthetically, because I'm such a visual person, I love the shape of Africa. Like, I remember when I was young, all I wanted, when I really, really wanted was a necklace with um, Africa on it. I don't know where it is right now. I lost it. It's very upsetting. But like, I, I finally got it. And, you know, I just love the shape. So even in my drawings, I'll either incorporate it somehow, somewhere, or I'll just straight up draw Africa, the continent, and then do something something simple and that's the thing with my style my my style is very simple but not so simple so mm-hmm. i literally have one of the african the drawings of africa it's the just the line the outline but then i incorporated the word africa in the outline so it's helping create the shape of africa and so many people get drawn to that i've had people ask if they can get that as a tattoo and i'm just like this is literally this most simple line work that I did in like five minutes, but I've actually found that like the most simple stuff is what people are automatically drawn to the stuff that I, I barely think twice about. And when you don't, and again, when you don't force it, that's what people are drawn to. I guess they can feel it that like, okay, this was organic. This came out naturally. Mm, for sure. And then I would also say, even though technically it is simple or mm-hmm. like simple looking, you have to remember, like, give yourself a bit more credit. Like, it took you years and years of practice, right? And years of developing your eye, even though technically it wasn't necessarily intentional. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like you woke up today and started drawing, you know what I mean? True. <laughs> so, yeah, so you did you did develop your art and, 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 and pra- you did practice, even though technically you didn't know. You didn't, yeah. No, that's... Our business. You, you hit a spot there. I do have to give myself credit. Like I have friends who get so mad at me because they're just like, oh my God, you downplay yourself so much. But you don't understand. Like I'm not even trying to to be modest or humble or anything. I just literally don't see the same thing that other people see because to me, it's not new. It's not fresh. I'm constantly staring at this stuff all day long. And you see it from the beginning to the end. And sometimes... It's not even finished, but someone will think it's finished and they, they think it's amazing. And in my head, I'm like, oh my God, what? So mm-hmm. I would love to see it from a different perspective, but that's not, that's not realistic. So I just have to, again, I just have to give myself credit and I just have to take the time. I was just actually talking to my friend about this this morning. She's like, you need to take the time and just step back and appreciate 
because sometimes again you're always so caught in the in the hurry of everything and the craziness of everything and deadlines and goals and whatnot that you don't actually sit back and you're like oh my god I accomplished a b c d right and I definitely don't do that because once I accomplish one thing I'm jumping on to the next and then I'm already I'm already overthinking and I'm already like being so negative and like putting so much pressure oh my god honestly am I I am my worst enemy let's just let's just put it there (laughs) right there with you right yeah 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 right there with you like it's just so hard but I think hard we we always have and I'm learning that now because I'm in a sales role right like I pitch for a living Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like the same in my mind I have the idea of what the best presentation is of how it could have looked like of what I had in mind. And then there is the actual execution of how I did it. And just from getting feedback from the sales guys I work with, I realized two things, sort of like what you said. First of all, the person that is consuming my presentation, like the same person that's consuming your art, they don't know what you had in your mind. You know, they don't know what you're trying to achieve. They only see what you are putting in front of them right now. And if, that resonates with them, Mm -hmm. then you've done your job. You know, you have reached the point, you have reached what you were trying to achieve. Yes. Um, and then the second part I'm learning is just to let go, man. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) It's amazing what happens when you just let go just a little bit. I suck at it though, but I'm practicing. You just have to close your eyes and jump in the deep end. It's it's scary, yeah. trust me. It's scary, but yeah, I'm practicing. It's so um, it's so relieving after. Where do you see yourself in five years? Like, well, like yourself and also Anaya. Oh gosh, I definitely see me doing this full time. Um, yeah, I I honestly don't. I've just never been that person who saw myself in an office or like you know how some people's goal in life is to make it to wall street or to make it into a courtroom or to have the corner office on the 50th floor of the building Mm -hmm. (laughs) to me i'm just like yeah like that does not excite me at all so if i can do anaya full-time where i can even do it sitting at the beach one day because I hate the cold and beach is life. So if I can even do that, then I've into me, I've made it. And again, it's, it's using my creativity. So I'm using a part of me that I actually like. I'm not sitting around crunching numbers and hating every single day of it. I'm actually doing something that fulfills me. And it just sounds so like cliche, but honestly, if you can do something that that's in you already it's so much easier because like i said the universe will work with you for you yeah. right um and just lead you in that direction. honestly if i can get my friend on this podcast she she will break it down for you. like she has created miracles for herself just because of how she thinks and how she sees life and how she sees people some of the stories she tells me and i'm just like okay so you literally spoke about this last week and now it's happening how Oh, yeah. Okay, so she needs to come so we can talk about it. Honestly, actually, I just got an idea. She should be on your podcast. She's the type of person that will give you the motivation you even need. So to just have her, and she's one of my really good friends, to have her in my back pocket has been a blessing as well. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. Um, 
what advice would you give someone who's trying to do what you're doing? Um, okay, well, keep track of everything. So what I mean by that is um, every single idea that pops in your mind, any thoughts you're having, any inspirations, any lessons, even as far as like hashtags, accounts that you come like honestly track everything because it all comes down to that like the creative aspect all your ideas your thoughts your inspiration will help you from the business sense like social media hashtags accounts um right now I'm trying to build like an art resume so I have to keep track of my event attended you have to keep track of income expenses just even the accounting part so wrap all of that up and just learn how to track everything, learn how to be organized. Um, I was already a pretty organized person, but like my mind is in a million places. So my notes app on my phone has become my best friend. I have a lot of notes on there because I'm constantly picking up the phone like, okay, remember this or write this down and refer to it later and whatnot. So that has definitely helped me because I'm able to refer to that and pull back and whether it's helping me financially, whether it's helping me in a creative way, whether it's helping me in a social way, because again, you're, you're tracking people you've met through networks. They're able to help you somehow, somewhere. So yeah, track everything (laughs) because the biggest lie we tell ourselves is that we're going to remember something, right? You literally, something happens right now and you're like, whatever, I'll remember it. Five seconds later, I tell you my memory, I don't know if it's age, but my memory, like, it's not what it used to be. So, <laughs> and uh, some of this stuff will save you a lot of time and money. So just, that's the best advice I can give right now. Keep track of it all. <clears throat> and what would you say to, uh, like, your younger self? Or the person that you were before you started, Anaya? Oh, like I said earlier, just... I am my worst enemy, so I need to start being nicer to myself. So if uh, if I could talk to my younger self, literally just say that, like, be nicer to yourself because, yeah, I, I am my worst enemies. And there are people less skilled than me that are thriving just because their belief was so strong, right? So I one of my biggest things is like, oh, my gosh, what if I had started this earlier back in the day? But then... I tell myself maybe I wasn't mentally prepared. Maybe I wasn't physically, emotionally ready for even all this responsibility. Maybe I wasn't disciplined enough. You know, my twenties, I was, I was in my twenties. I was living life. So maybe it had to happen now because I'm more mature. I'm older. I can handle it. Even the creative aspect, even just mentally, I can take it. The negative stuff that comes my way, I can, I can handle it as opposed to before where it probably would have broken me down. So, um, yeah, belief and also believing in someone else's belief in me. And so in that case, it's my mom. My mom believed in me and then I believed her. Then I believed myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's true. Sometimes you need those people who will like first push you and encourage you and you will act because you just trust them or because they annoyed you (laughs) and then after that you build you build your own confidence and your own belief yeah that's exactly it (laughs) um where can we find you 
Uh, well, Instagram. Such it's such a visual platform, so that's my favorite place to showcase everything. So it's Anaya dot arts a n a y a dot a r t s. Um, also Facebook Anaya Arts and my website AnayaArts dot c a. And will you be having? Uh, oh, you said you put up the winter collection already because I know it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know? So you gotta start thinking about these T-shirts and these cards and these, unique presents. People, you um, need to send unique, unique presents, presents, gifts that are one of a kind. <laughs> oh my God! Speaking of that, I saw that mug. <laughs> yeah, girl, it's on my list. Like I'm just collecting my coins right now. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. The magic mug. When I first saw it too, I was like, no way. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice. It's, it's really, nice. really cool. Like, the only nice. thing is, I know that people yeah. don't always like to read instructions or to read descriptions. My one thing is, I just tell people when you're on my site, please read product descriptions because my stuff is made to order. So I don't keep inventory. I don't like the idea of keeping inventory. I don't even have the space for inventory. And that's a whole other ball game right there. So I do not keep inventory. Everything is made to order. So everything is unique and fresh right so people need to keep that in mind and plan accordingly because um there's the production fulfillment shipping so when all that comes into play you really have to don't be last minute basically (laughs) (laughs) it's like plan guys plan plan accordingly Oh my god, that that okay. That's good to know because I had not read it. Yeah, I, I, I'm one of them. I also don't read, but now that I'm in it, now that I'm doing it, I'm like, man, I've written all all this description. I'm still getting people asking me the same question, and the answer is right there. So, yeah, no, but yeah, it's practice. Yes, you know, definitely is practice. Um, do you have um, do you have any other special events coming up? Um, yes, actually, uh. On the 23rd of November, um, we're having the Ujama Market Day. So it's going to be this huge market with um, Black vendors. So it's a way to give a platform to small Black businesses in Ottawa um, or even in Montreal if you, if you want to drive over and, you know, sell your stuff. And um, so I'm going to be part of that. And then in February... Me and my girl Sheila are actually going to have a fashion showcase. So Sheila owns an online boutique um, with accessories and clothing. So we're going to kind of combine my clothing with her clothing and accessories and just create this whole fashion event for for everyone on February 7th. Mm. It's called A Night of Fashion. So it's going to be it's going to be really cute. We're going to have a little cocktail hour. There'll be special performances. Um, there'll be a meet and greet so it'll also be an opportunity for people to network and I hope all the creatives will just crawl out of their little hole and come out to and it'll inspire them to create something as well <laughs> that's awesome I like how you like all the creatives <laughs> will crawl out <laughs> no because like I are you guys afraid of each other <laughs> no it's not that we're afraid it's just that the the spaces the 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 spaces to come and yeah, and meet people true. and do your thing um it's slowly growing but it's 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 not as it's not really there so i'm really hoping this will be an opportunity for people to whether you you own a small business no matter what field it is come out meet people and 
plus it's Ottawa, man. Like Ottawa, there's there's interesting stuff that happens. Like people think this place is boring, but you just kind of have to be willing to dig a little bit and find events like this. Like I'm sure people would have been would never have thought of something like Anaya having a fashion show because I never thought I would, but here we are. So yeah, yeah. would love to see everyone there. That's awesome. I'll definitely add the link. Perfect. Um, and 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 you did show me a, a different side of Ottawa because I did think Ottawa was boring, but then I always see you on your Instagram on like these uh, these cool events, and I'm like, oh, I would, <laughs> I, I would go to that. And I'm like, maybe Ottawa does have some form of a life. Some form, yes. You we're, know, we're not at but... the level of like Montreal, for example, but it does have some form of life. Again, you have to go looking for it, though, and not a lot of people are willing to look for it. Yeah, but also I believe uh, I should not do because <laughs> someone will listen to this and will be encouraged. But I believe you can make the best out of anywhere you are. Oh yeah, really? Like you definitely. Know you you. I mean, you have to right make the best of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Any final words? Anything we missed or you want to talk about? Um. As generic as this might sound, I would say just go for it. Like, just do it, as Nike says. Like, Nike knew what they were doing <laughs> when they said just do it. <laughs> so, and then they trademarked that, so nobody can use exactly. it. Exactly, <laughs> because they they knew they were, they knew they had something golden there. So just go for it. Wow. I I love how in the beginning you said that yeah, this was something, the podcast was something that you wanted to do, but the perfectionist in you was waiting but then you're gonna wait forever so and it's so funny because um my friend shared this quote and and I'm so into like I'm so into quotes and memes these days because now they actually speak to me before I just used to roll my eyes at all these quotes and cliches and stuff um follow your heart follow your bliss and I just used to roll my eyes but now I'm just like oh my god yes <laughs> so there's a is this quote that my friend shared and it says while you're waiting for the perfect moment to start that thing you've been thinking of someone else is starting now making lots of mistakes and tweaking their game plan so they can improve this time next year the person that started today may be an expert but where will you be oh i was i know right exactly that's i was like oh man (laughs) (laughs) oh man because it's so true oh Yes, I felt, that one. <laughs> I felt that one. Where would you be a year from now? And someone would have overlapped you by now, done ten laps around you, man. Yeah, you know, because they were just going, mm-hmm. they were just buying, and yeah, and something else you said that kind of resonated with me when you were talking about how um, you can't do everything; you have to start learning how yeah. to delegate. Like part of the reason. It took me forever with the podcast is because I was trying to do everything until I realized like I actually I'm starting to right. hate this. And I was starting to hate something that I was not even <laughs> out in the world. Exactly. You know what Which I mean? doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, okay, I had to go back and say, what do I enjoy? I enjoy talking to the people. I like hearing different perspectives, the idea. Yeah, I hated I I no, I still hate um the oh. part. Like <laughs> Uh, like listening to myself over and over again and I, I'm still practicing listening to myself um and then editing like it just took 
all the joy yes. out of it. I um, know what you mean. And so I went and I found uh, I found oh, a wow. And so when we finish this call, yeah, 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 yeah. When we finish this call, I'm just gonna listen, make some notes, send it. That's to him. so awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna cut it up, send it back. I'm gonna give him feedback until it's like how mm-hmm. I like it. Um and it's like it's good. Like I I have the skill now, I can do it if I need to, if I'm ever stranded and I need to turn something around, like Oh my god, yes. Uh, but but at least I don't have to do this every day because I, there would be no podcast. Like I Exactly. And then and would just like you said, you would just dread it and then dread will lead to procrastination and then this time next year it's like where will you be? <laughs> so Yep. So my goal right now is just to be consistent and pushing out episodes. After one Ooh, episode. one thing. Um, I kind of call myself the accountability monster because I'm the type of person who, if my friend tells me, "Yeah, this is what I plan on doing," I'll take a mental note, and you'll see next week I'll be sending you a message like, "Girl, where's the new podcast? Where's the new episode?" Like I, I thought, I thought you were doing this. Like, what's up? <laughs> so I feel like sometimes people hate it. But at the same time, it's like, you'll thank me later. It's okay. You can hate me. But like accountability, because I needed that, right? I needed someone to check in and be like, yo, you didn't post this morning, but I didn't really have that. So I'm just trying to be the account- yeah. accountable person for someone else because I realize how it makes such a huge difference. Yeah, it does. It does. Okay, so well, yes. I told you my goal. What's your current goal right now? Um, so... My goal was to have this um, winter line, but I guess I've accomplished that. So my next goal is to make <clears throat> to make Anaya more, um, what's the word, self-sustaining. As if I need to start um, automating stuff so that stuff is kind of running by itself. Uh, I need to delegate more again so that I can put out even better content and just oh I need to draw <laughs> that's for sure I that's definitely yeah. a big goal I need to draw more and um just go into different other ventures like I went into t-shirts I went into the hoodies I went into the cards I also somehow have gotten into doing logos now which was something I never thought I would do it scared me completely the thought of having to draw for someone else but it's almost the end of the year and I'm like wrapping up my eighth logo. So I need to still continue building up that um, confidence and building up the client list for that as well. So yeah, lots of goals. <laughs> I, love it. I can't wait to see what you do. This is so exciting. Yay, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming and for spending the time Boy. with me. And Most we'll definitely. Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Bye. Thanks, you too. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. What did you think of the conversation that you just heard? Don't hesitate to leave us comments on the Facebook group or on the website, jazzadikwa.com. As the old adage goes, sharing is caring. So if you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends, like and subscribe. Until next time, keep striving, keep thriving and keep shining.